Welcome to Lessons Over Losses, the male mental health podcast. Join us on the journey of creating a world of undefeated gentlemen. What's up, everyone? How are we doing today? Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever time you're checking in with us. We are just happy that you're here. It's me, Jason, over here at Lessons Over Losses. I'm with my bros, Andrew and Travis. You guys want to say what's up? What it do, what it do. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. I just want to echo what JB said. I always appreciate these moments to that, that we get together and just hop on a mic and talk to each other. So, and I appreciate every chance uh, I get to just have some people listen to us. So I don't take this moment for granted for sure. Yo, hey, what's up? What's going on? How y'all doing? Uh, thank y'all for being here with us on another episode of our podcast. I am Travis and I'm feeling pretty good and happy to be here with you all, Jason and Andrew. Let's get it going. Let's get it going indeed. As I said, thank you guys so much for checking in. Uh, before I get started into our fun little icebreaker uh, for the for the week, I just want to see how you're doing. And hold on, pause before you say, wait, Jason, didn't you just ask that? No, I'm not asking you, Andrew, or you, Travis. I'm asking you, the listener, how you doing? No, I sincerely, just take a moment, self-reflect, see where you're at. It's just a good skill to have. Um, check in with yourself. See how you're doing. And now... Take it away, Andrew. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, I wanted to start us off with a little icebreaker. It's something that we've been doing in all our episodes. And uh, today's icebreaker kind of ties into what we'll be talking about the rest of the episode and what we're gearing towards. But uh, when you were a kid, uh, anything's possible. What did you imagine yourself wanting to be? I'll let you guys take that. Oh, man. Well, I had multiple streams of thought growing up <laughs> for me i had the ambition and idea that i would cross the barrier between both the nba and nfl at the same time playing both leagues <laughs> i also thought i would cross the bridge you know in my spare time when i'm not professional football player professional basketball player also be a rock star touring the world um, and then beyond that, also dabble in being a doctor and maybe even being a lawyer. <laughs> so I was this pretty unrealistic kid with just dreams of just like, you know, to the moon sort of stuff. Uh, but I'm grateful that I landed on my feet. Spoken like a true kid from Palo Alto. Look at that. No limitations. I love that. You just want to do everything. And f just for the record, JB's a heck of a basketball player. Um, we've played we played basketball together a few times, and I'll never ever forget this. I went for a drive one time, uh, pulled up for a fadeaway, and JB blocked me. And I I haven't let that go because I'm a competitive guy, and I, that thing still pains me to this day. I think I still have nightmares about it. Um, but while I'm speaking, I'll, I'll answer that. Uh, I think I had the normal, like towards 
third grade and fourth grade, I definitely wanted to be a basketball or, or a football player. Uh, but if I'm going with like any possibilities, you know, like no, no boundaries, no limits. This is my, um, my true youthful spirit and child, childhood memory and childhood desires. There's two things I loved a lot as a kid. I loved the Power Rangers. So I really wanted to be a Power Ranger. I thought it'd be just be really awesome to be a Power Ranger. It'd be great to just to show up to Angel Grove High one day and be a regular student. And then, hey, guys, uh, I got a jet from class um, because I got to go save the world. I thought that'd be really cool. Uh, so that's one of them. And uh, actually, while I'm on that, shout out to uh, one of my buddies who I went to East uh, Irvine with. Uh, he and I used to work together. Uh, haven't kept in touch with him much since since college, but he's actually the Red Ranger for the Power Ranger series. Uh, and they film in Australia. So he's he's actually the Red Ranger. Uh, I wish I could say that I was like good homies with him or good buddies with him, but I'm not. But he's he's an awesome guy. So Russell Curry, I doubt he's listening. I hope he is. I'll shout him out anyway. But if you go to his Instagram, uh, Russell Curry, he is the Red Ranger for the new Power Ranger series. I think that's dope. Um, so that's like every kid's dream. So he's living that dream for me. And then the other thing that I really wanted to be slash I really loved was uh, I loved the Backstreet Boys when I was a kid. So I wanted to be a Backstreet Boy. I and was that typical kid that wanted to just be on stage and singing teeny bopper hits and ballads. And for those of you listening, you can't see what our reaction is. But because the three of us are on video together looking at each other, JB is dying in his seat right now. Um, but yeah, it, for my good friends who know me really well, I'm a, I'm a big Backstreet Boys fan. I've seen them. I'll let you guys guess. J- how many times do you think I've seen them in concert? Oh my God, man. You're ancient. So you were probably, I mean, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, first and foremost, we're, we're doing a karaoke night ASAP now that I know this. Um, but I would say you've probably seen the Backstreet Boys four times four times that's a that's a pretty good guess travis what do you think i was actually going to say three. Oh, those are both really good guesses i have seen them live i want to say eight but it could potentially be nine biggest fan maybe yeah i would love to claim biggest fan but i think my sister who has seen them more uh gets that title so uh she i know for sure is probably is is listening and um she'll probably be nodding her head right now like no andrew's a big fan but you know i'm a bigger fan so uh yeah if you didn't know that about me there you go when i was a kid i wanted to be a power ranger or backstreet boys uh neither of which came to light uh but i very much am happy where i am now so what about you trap well unlike the two of you i know for sure i did not want to do anything with sports and i truly um well, growing up, I used to like dancing, but I didn't see that being like my career, something I wanted to do. That was just something that I've always done and enjoyed doing. So if I would have landed something with dancing or performing, I probably would have been okay with that at the time. Um, but growing up, yeah, I really, did. I just knew I was good with math and I wasn't bad at, with science at all. Um, and then, so I just knew I wanted, to, I wanted to do something that would allow me to use one of those and honestly be rich. Uh or oh, be wealthy. Well, at the time, it was be rich when I was young, but now it's just like make some good money. Um, and then when I got to middle school, I realized that I started really liking uh, 
like blood and science and stuff. So then I was like, I would want to be a surgeon. Got to high school, started a health and wellness management program for that. But then I got to college and realized I'm done with school after this. And I didn't want to be in school that long. So I didn't pursue that. But here I am still in school. So I should have pursued that. (laughs) That is awesome. Okay. Well, if we didn't scare off everybody with that icebreaker intro, um, hopefully a few of you nodded your head thinking, yeah, I also wanted to be you know, in the NFL, as well as being a backstreet boy. (laughs) So, you know, maybe, maybe we cast the net pretty wide. Anyways, I think this is a great segue into the topic that uh, I wanted to start out with current events and to lead things off right off the bat. I can't hold it in. I'm just too excited. Football is back, baby. We have the NFL, not that puppy dog preseason stuff. No, this is the real NFL and God, I could not have been happier with week one results. Um, And the reason I bring that up, why does that have anything to do with the topic that we're talking about today? Well, that's because there is a lot of pressure on professional athletes on the big stage. And yes, we've talked about it already. We're not going to dive back into that and be super redundant yet, maybe in the future. But for right now, we're going to come at you with a fresh topic, but we have to recognize that there's a lot of pressure when it comes to being in the NFL. And when we think about pressure, right, when we think about what it means to, to feel stress or burden based off of a career, a job, not having a job, right, it can really affect us physically, mentally, emotionally, socially, Right. There's so many different levels in which, you know, we can feel some sort of positive or negative effect based off of, you know, how we're doing in our career, in our work, at our job. So I want to check in with you guys. I want to dive into career pressure. I want to talk to you guys about what it really means to feel the pressures associated with a job or a career, right? Because I know for me, in my personal experience, when I graduated with my bachelor's degree in, of, in psychology up in Sonoma County, there was, was no direct work experience related to my degree. Like I had to scratch and claw to find a job working as a harm reduction specialist and out, outreach counselor at a methadone clinic uh, for half the week. And then the other half the week, I'm working as an overnight counselor at a residential facility for troubled teens and foster youth. So half the week, I'm getting up at the crack of dawn to go work in a methadone clinic, or I'm, you know, staying late and helping out and going to perform outreach in the homeless encampments. And then the other half of the week, I'm staying up all night, uh, watching kids, making supervising kids in a residential facility so that they stay safe, that they don't run away. My sleep schedule was so out of whack. Like I just genuinely was in a much darker space at that point in my life because the stress from both jobs had me losing sleep. It had me waking up in the mornings and like literally feeling like I have to vomit because I just didn't, I didn't have the capability to, to handle the stress of what the day held for me. Right. And I know it can be really detrimental. I know it can be ultimately, you know, a really negative effect if it's sustained for a long period of time, even not, you know, it can be just an acute uh, event, but it can still be really detrimental. For me, I'm really grateful for where I'm at today, and I I attribute a lot of where I'm at today based on my experiences having to grind and work these jobs that, you know, drag me through the fire. But 
I want to recognize for a second how 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 do you feel when you're in a career or trying to establish yourself in a career or finding a career and what are the effects of that both positive and negative as you're going through it as you're experiencing it i know that a lot of people say it's a gro- it's it's a part of life you know at some point you got to jump the nest but that can be scary you know it can be scary especially if you don't have a lot of guidance or you're going into you know unknown territory or you don't have a lot of support behind you and i just recognize that that can be a big issue for people Travis, where are you at with this? I know, I know you. I know you're also, you know, you, I think you, you can really relate to this. You can vibe on this on a personal level too, because, you know, as I know, you're 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 experiencing something quite similar to what I'm talking about. Yes, as you just mentioned, I currently am experiencing what you're talking about, and it relates a lot to my personal life right now. Because as you and Andrew both know, I am currently looking for a job, um, or honestly, a career switch. I'm looking to switch from education to either back to healthcare public administration or just honestly just something outside of a K K through 12 um, education settings. Um, The pressure for me, the pressure for me comes from, um, it's like I went to school, I'm currently in the doctor program for educational leadership, getting ready to finish. It's like you, I should probably be trying to move forward with K through 12 because that's why I have majority of the experience, so it'll probably be easier to move through or move up, um, move through an organization and move up a ladder, but it's like, um, I no longer want to, so now I'm stuck between, do I want to move to a whole, a different uh, career, in which I know I want to, uh, for many different reasons, or do I, do I just want to stick with education, because that's where I'm comfortable, um, and then another pressure comes from, because as well as looking for a job, I also want to uh, start some of my own things um, and go an entrepreneur route. And it's like, do I continue to um, focus on that for a while and then go back to work? And then it's like, well, what if that goes well and I do not go back to work? Like, how would I feel um, going to school and not using the degrees? How would people look at me for no longer using the degrees? And yes, and how do I feel like mentally from a mental health standpoint? Honestly, it has me all over the place at times. Um, I find myself many weeks, honestly, and just in a dark place or just depressed. Um, just like, dude, I'm not doing enough. Um, or I'm just not living up to either my standards or society standards. Um, I was about to say, I'm not sure which one should I pick, but I'll say honestly between both, because sometimes I just feel like it's me and my standard and the pressure for myself that makes it hard. Well, it's just me being hard on me. And then sometimes uh, I feel like it's society's pressure. And that's because when you go out, uh, when you're meeting people or just anything, they're like, um, so what do you do? What do you do for work? What do you want to do? I just have to go through this whole thing of, I'm currently in transition from jobs. Um, I'm, I'm doing one thing, but that's not where I'll be, where I hope to be in the next month or two. Um, so yeah, I'm currently bringing in income from this way. And it's just like the pressure of, oh, you work in education, why do you leave healthcare to go in education? And it's just, even with when people ask you questions like that, because that's what I did, like sometimes it make you second guess yourself or be like, what a dumbass, you know, just things like that. So yeah, as you mentioned, like this topic, definitely relates and as of recently has been sending me through the emotions like a roller coaster honestly like every other week 
Travis, I love you, man. Like, I got to say, like, you are so real. Like, you you are so real and so genuine and so authentic and how you speak for yourself and how, you know, how honest you are. Um, I really want to acknowledge that first and foremost. And I also want to acknowledge what you're going through because it's real. You know, like, you're, you're, it sounds to me like you feel like you're at a crossroad, like a crossroad, you know, between sticking to the, the field based on, you know, your education and your background or, you know, moving on to try different things and also at the same time explore the business side and entrepreneurship and real estate. And I'm just so impressed because I know you as a person, you can handle so much and your goals are so impressive. And I know you can easily reach them all. Um, but I also really, I, I empathize with you because I can, I can tell, you know, like you do care about education. You do care about the kids. You do care about fixing the system, but you also want to explore these other sides. And I think that's so real. And I, and I think that's such a valid thing to do. And I honestly feel like my opinion is, you know, you shouldn't hold yourself back by the what ifs and by the thoughts of like what other people think when you're at parties and whatnot, you should go and explore what makes you happy and take it one step at a time, especially while you're young. Uh, and that might not be the best advice, but at the end of the day, I think that a happier you will be a you that says, I tried these, th at least I tried these things. And now I know what, you know, what it could have been because I, or, or, you know, I at least got a taste of it. So I know if I liked it or not, rather than just think, you know, what it could have been. I appreciate that, Jason. I really do. Just put a smile on my face. Thank you. How about you, Andrew? Do you have, I actually would like to elaborate with what, on some of the things you said, Jason, but I know we're going to go into a deeper discussion later on the podcast. So I'm just going to go ahead and ask Andrew, uh, how about you? Um, any recent experiences or anything that you would like to add? Yeah, no, I appreciate that. Uh, I hope we dig into a little bit more of what you were talking about, Travis, because I have so many thoughts on that. Uh, I think everyone listening to this should could relate in a way of, of how their career has caused either internal or external pressures on themselves. And the three of us, we're no strangers to that feeling. And so I think it's just a really valuable conversation to have. Um, I, I've been through numerous career changes and so much of what Travis is talking about right now are the exact things that I had to ask myself over the past few years about my career. Uh, it's crazy to think like right now, yeah, I'm, I'm a social worker. I'm a mental health therapist. I'm a clinician uh, working with homeless. And literally two years ago, literally what, two and a half, three years ago from this exact moment, I was working in aerospace. I was at SpaceX, which is not anything close to what I am doing right now. And then three years prior to that, I was working in sales. And and so uh, there's a lot of changes that come into play. And it's funny that, Travis, you brought up that experience of when people ask, like, what do you do? And then Jason brought up the whole, like, well, maybe you don't really have to care about what that social pressure feels like. But that social pressure is so freaking real. It's so real. And, and it's so real to the point that when – when I got tired of answering that question, I no longer to this day even ask that question. I, I, I force myself not to ask that question when I meet somebody because I feel like asking someone what they do isn't a true depiction of someone's character or someone's personality or someone's goals. 
And a lot of times we think that someone's career or someone's current job is a depiction of their personality, their character, and their goals, but it actually isn't. You know, it really isn't. So anytime I'm meeting someone new for the first time or I'm just engaging in conversation with somebody who I'm catching up with, I avoid that question to the max because I'm going to try to figure out, I want to learn about this person in other lights. And I just know that that question might be triggering and it really does no good for me. So I don't know if you guys experienced that uh, at all when you talk to other people, but what you do does not define who you are, does not shape who you are. It, it, it's not always a reflection of who you are as a person, right? And sometimes I think it takes several steps to, to get to where you want to be. You know, everyone's path from point A to point B doesn't look the same, right? Like we all might want to be at some point in our life, something, and we're going to take different paths to get there. And ultimately that's our journey. I really, really appreciate both of your you know, personal experiences and the fact that I have this platform where I can share this personal experience. Um, I really hope that you guys as listeners also not only can vibe with us, you know, and think to yourself, you know, man, something similar happened to me. I want you to also recognize that, you know, talking about these things and supporting others as it's happening, because this happens all the time. I guarantee you're going to know one person in your life who's going through something upsetting or stressful with, you know, work or their career and could use it, you know, just a shout out, could use a helping hand of some sort. But just moving forward, Andrew, I, I, I do want to backtrack and I do want to recognize what you said. It is so hard to get over the social pressure. It really is. It's a real thing. And beyond that, there's also the family pressure, right? The cultural pressure. And those also play a serious role in forming who we are as people, but then also forming who we are in our professional life and the direction we head, right? I'm not going to lie. My mom was uh, was a social worker before me. There's definitely an influence there, even as much as I you know, tried to fight against you know, my mother's tyrannical rule growing up or as I, as I viewed it. But at the end of the day, you know, a lot of the times we're influenced by the people around us and that's going to involve our family. That's going to involve our community and the influence and the pressure that they exert upon us can definitely lead to some harm or lead us down some paths that maybe we're not comfortable going down. When we talk about career pressure, you know, we talk about the social aspect of it. We talk about the, the family aspect of it. We talk about the cultural for you guys. What do you guys think? are the most important or what do you guys think play the biggest role in career pressure from your experience and then from the experience that you see it uh, happening with others? Just to make sure I got the question right before I just respond. The, uh, you, you said, what do we think are the, what do I think play the biggest role or what do I think pressures come from? What are the biggest pressures? Yeah, no, like Travis, what are the biggest pressures that from your experience that you've seen play onto others, but then also yourself that, that, that have impacted you. Do you think that social pressures play the biggest role? Do you think a lot of it, a lot of the time it's the family that really, you know, forces people down a certain path from your, from your set of eyes, from your perspective, what do you think are the biggest roles in, in, in pressure that, that formulate somebody's career or direction in life? For me personally, I would say social, but then I know there are people where their pressure comes from family. Um, I have friends where their pressure comes from family, but luckily I don't. Um, I was the first person in my family to make it this far, honestly, and I feel like in their eyes, shit, I've made it. 
Um, some may question, you know, me possibly working in education, but for the most part, I think in their eyes, I made it. Um, for me, I think the pressure comes from society, um, and just social pressure, like just social pressure. Um, I am fortunate enough to have a, um, a diverse, a diverse group of, uh, successful in their own way group of friends and peers around me and just so the pressure comes from that um not necessarily them well not necessarily from them but it just comes from me not wanting to be the one in the group lagging or just you know when you let's say me you all are in your relationships already but me um you know, a dating, looking at dating, just going through this whole phase. That's another pressure because um, the, uh, that question often comes up. And similar to Andrew, I avoid the question, but it's also a question that I know is going to come up. So, yeah, I feel like majority of the pressure um, comes from, for me, it's uh, more of social and it's it's around like just talking about it, discussing it, talking about how I went from healthcare to education. And I can't tell you how many times people have questioned why I did that. So at one point, especially now, um, like kind of got me questioning myself. Living here in the Bay, I feel like a lot of people work in tech. So then when I'm mentioned and I'm, I'm meeting people and I'm hanging out with people and then the, the whole group works in tech. And then I work in education like that. Also, they doesn't they don't make me feel uncomfortable. But in my head, I'd be like, damn, they doing this. I got to up it up or step my shit up, to be honest. So, again, I think it's just more of a social pressure for me. I feel like I have a cop out answer and uh, hopefully that's okay. My personal experience derives a lot from social pressure. Uh, similar to what Travis is saying, uh, looking at society. And we grow up in an era right now with social media where everyone's success slash accomplishments slash goals slash whatever uh, gets put on social media. And therefore, the pressures are amplified. Uh, I think there's no way to deny that. There's just no denying that right now is that if you go through social media and you're looking at other people's life, whether it's career. I know this episode's mostly about career, but career, Travis mentioned dating goals. So you're like romantic, your relationship goals, your travel goals, your financial goals. Uh, social media amplifies the shit out of the pressure that someone can feel. And some of my darkest years um, as it pertains to career was a reaction to social media and society. I'll be totally upfront about that. My darkest years were, were totally a reflection of that. So that's what I personally experienced. From my two sets of eyes, some of the most detrimental pressures come a lot from family and culture. And I can say that mainly because I know people right now who like battling. I've used the word battling in a few episodes now. Like battling really isn't even the word. They are straight suffering from the amount of pressure that they get from their their family, their uh, you know their close family networks, their relatives, their parents, their siblings, and it's man, those things are so detrimental to someone's like health, mentally and physically. And so, 
it's tough. So my answer is a little bit of cop out, but it's, it's very much a hybrid. Uh, and I want people to understand how important it is to recognize like someone's really suffering from those moments from their, from their parents and their culture and their family, because uh, those are the people that raise them. Those are the people that a lot of the habits and thought patterns that are imprinted in someone's brain, there's a good chance those thought patterns and, and habits are imprinted from childhood. And there's a very good chance that those childhood patterns are shaped because of their parents. So someone like myself, I'm the, I, I'm the first to go to college, kind of like I think Travis just said that. Uh, so me going to UC Irvine, I think is, is an accomplishment. It's a feat. It's something to be celebrated. And at the same token, I know someone else who the fact that they went to UCI is straight up like insulting to the parents, you know, like straight up trashed on, like they get heat from it to this day. Like, Hey, you're a freaking failure. How did you not get into UCLA, USC, Stanford, Berkeley, and all the other trash that they like to bring up? So I'm going to take the cop. I'm going to take the cop out, but yeah, both of them for sure. Social pressures as it pertains to me, a lot of the external parenting and culture pressures is what I've, I've observed. Andrew, that was anything but a cop-out answer, man. That was from the heart. That was genuine. I I guarantee, man, like no nobody think that, that, that that's a cop-out answer. That really is beautiful, to be honest with you, because I, what I really appreciate is the fact that you share not only the social media aspect, which we didn't touch upon yet, but you also share the fact that, you know, there is perspective when it comes to varying levels of success, what you view as success and what your family views as success could be considered failure to somebody else. Right. So I think it's important for us to recognize, you know, our journeys are different. Our perspectives on things are different. You know, we shouldn't be so quick to judge. And unfortunately there are people that are quick to judge. And sometimes we just have to, you know, go through it rather than around it. When we discuss, you know, these career pressures, what, what do we think are some of the effects or the consequences of this career of the, of this stress on your health, on your mental health, right? We are a mental health podcast. What does this have to do with mental health? As I mentioned earlier, it's it honestly sends me into depression sometimes. Like I legit just sometimes just be in the house um, depressed, feeling like I'm not doing enough when I am doing more than enough, or at least I'm constantly daily working towards something with an end goal in mind, but it still makes me just feel like I'm not doing enough. And I think I shared with you all maybe two or three weeks ago that I was in one of those uh, dark places like just two or three weeks ago, um, for sure. So that's one of the, um, that's one of the mental health effects of it. Like I, I was depressed, sometimes having like anxiety or social anxiety, didn't want to go around certain, uh, groups of people when I know or felt like I knew the conversation would be, you know, where, how's this, how's that stuff that related more to the professional world. Um, and again, it's not that I didn't want to go cause I'm not doing anything. It's just a pressure from society that, uh, made me experience, uh, some type of anxiety. How about you, Jason? Uh, do you get any mental health? Oh God. Yes, man. Yes. Yes, it does. And it's so funny because there's times I feel like the world's biggest hypocrite all day. I preach coping skills, coping skills, coping skills. Right. And then 
I'm like one of the worst people when it comes to the psychosomatic symptoms of stress, which essentially means, you know, the mental becoming the physical. I, if I'm going through stress, like if, as I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, when I held those two jobs on both halves, uh, both halves of the week, I couldn't eat. I couldn't hold down food. I was losing weight. I was losing sleep. I just was not myself. I was not a level Jason as Andrew likes to use as a scale. Um, and for me, like I, I knew, I knew I was being, I, I, I knew I was struggling. I knew I was suffering, but I also felt like it was inescapable, right? I have to work. I have to pay the bills. The only jobs that I'm good for right now, the only jobs that will hire me that will allow me to afford what I need to, to survive are high stress jobs and high stress environments. And for me, that stress really did take a toll on me. Like it really did affect my mental health. And I did get depressed because I thought, is this what I'm going to have to do for ever? You know, and it really wasn't that bad. Obviously, you know, talking about it now that it's, you know, I'm definitely dramatizing a lot. But at the time, like in the moment, I didn't have that perspective that I have now. And I really felt like, yo, I'm about to work these jobs for like 15, 16, 17 bucks an hour, you know, and basically get beat up on every day, you know, verbally, physically. And it started taking its toll. And I just, I definitely felt like I was struggling. And, you know, as I mentioned, right, I kind of have to, I kind of had to walk the, the, the across the hot coals to get to where I am now. And I'm still on my path. But my journey definitely took me down some darker roads with the jobs I had and the effects that they had on me. Like I definitely had career pressure and just pressure stemming from the job and feeling insane burnout, you know, like we haven't even talked about burnout yet, but I felt just so hindered by the fact that I had to keep working. I had to keep digging down into this hole and I wasn't showing, I was showing up every day, 1% less, like less good than I was the day before. Instead of showing up 1% better, I was showing up 1% worse. And I just kept digging the hole deeper, digging the hole deeper. It took me actually having to like take myself out of that environment physically, like moving away from there and starting over from scratch to realize, you know, sometimes it just takes a breath, some distance, a break, you know, a change, a change of scenery uh, for things to really align and for things to, to take shape. And I know for a fact that the experiences that I had definitely helped to get me to where I am today. So ultimately, I'm so grateful for what I went through and the people that I met and worked with along the way. And at the end of the day, you know, for me, I welcome the challenges that, that, that jobs have like a job in social work. I work in an, in, I work inpatient as a medical social worker in a hospital during a pandemic, County hospital during a pandemic. So we have the pressure from the hospital administrators to get these patients out as fast as possible. We have the pressure from society to cure these people, right? We have the pressure on ourselves that we place upon ourselves to do a good job and when all of that stress culminates in the fact that, you know, we're, when we're meeting with patients, we're meeting with them to discuss issues in their lives, barriers to thriving in the community. And that can get really deep. You know, we can, we can carry a lot of stress and we can carry on very dark, but powerful conversations with these patients at times and patients, families. And there's a lot on our shoulders. We have a lot of responsibility with that. Am I saying it's bad pressure? No. Am I saying that it's good pressure? Uh, I don't know. You know, at the end of the day, you, you kind of have to take what you can with it. But 
work with what you have around you and utilize the coping skills and people you have around you, like the network of people, you know, your circle of friends to really, you know, balance the scales. I don't know that, that that's me. Right. And I don't want to go on too long of a monologue, but for me, that's definitely, that's definitely the, the, the mental effects that I felt. No, very eloquently put. Um, it's, it's quite common for career, your job, whatever it is, to have an effect on your mental health. That's why we have holidays and paid sick days and PTO, you know, paid time off. Uh, it's important to us. So, you know, I could go on and on about just how my career has shaped my mental health. If anything, like I could literally have a whole mini episode of just me talking about how career has affected my mental health because most of my mental health struggles and battles uh, were a result of career. Uh, my deepest, darkest moments were generally a result of my career. Uh, so like we could go on all day about that. I do want to ask for you guys, for you, JB and Travis, and I guess for anyone else listening, but if there's someone out there right now who just hates their life, not just hates their job, but hates their life because of their job, what do we tell them? What do we tell them to get through uh, some of those feelings, some of those emotions, some of those thoughts about their life because of their job and because of their career. Like, how do we, what does that conversation even look like? I mean, for me, like, it's a great question, Andrew, first and foremost. And I think my, a lot of people's first instinct is just tell them to quit your job, right? Like you just want to give advice. You want to impart wisdom upon these people, but you know, then training kicks in, you know, you, you apply your filter and I think the first thing you got to ask is, you know, well, how are you feeling? You know, like that th you shared this with me, like, what have you thought about doing about this? Like, what, where have you taken this, this train of thought and work with them from there, right? You can kind of flesh out whether or not they're seeking advice or whether they just want to talk to you. But at the end of the day, like, we're so quick to give advice. And a lot of the time people aren't even seeking that. They just want to talk. You know, so I think for me, it's really just giving them that opportunity to have a space to talk about how they're feeling. And then at the end of the day, yeah, if they want my advice, if they're if they're asking for my my advice, right, I would probably have to say, yeah, like you should always be seeking something you're happy in because a happy life is a life where you're going to live longer. You're going to feel more fulfilled. You're going to feel like you have, you know, left more of a legacy and impact at the you know later stages of your life. And at the end of the day, I think a happier human being is a better human being, right? I mean, obviously, if it's not, you know, at the same time, conflicting with the health and safety of others, but for the most part, right? Like, I think that if somebody's telling you that they're unhappy where they're at, like, listen to them, you know, hear them out, and then talk to them about ways to make a change. I'd have to agree with Jason. And then I also have to say... um just know you're never uh, have it all figured out. Um, Jason, uh, sorry, Andrew briefly touched on social media. And I just know from social media, um, you could just think that everyone's life is just all on track. They have it all figured out. Um, newsflash, you will not have it all figured out. Um, you do not have to have it all figured out. And honestly, just as long as you have your big picture in your mind, continue to work towards it. Um, just know as long as you're working towards it, Small steps are bigger than no steps at all. And just, you know, take it easy.
and keep working. Yeah, I'm going to slightly agree with both of what you guys said. And then I'm going to slightly disagree too. This will be fun. I think the main, I've had this conversation before with others and I've had to have this conversation so many times with myself. And what we have to touch upon is a couple of things you guys said was fulfillment, legacy, uh, goals and, and figuring things out. Everyone's definition of fulfillment and legacy and figuring things out is different. Um, so in the conversations that I, the only way I actually, full disclaimer, the best way I learned to have this conversation with other people was when I was having this conversation with myself. And I did this conversation with myself via journaling and like talking to a mirror a lot of times. And everyone's version of fulfillment is different. You know what I mean? It, it truly is. Um, I'm not quick. I'm, I'm very rarely do I even tell someone to change career or change their job. It's, it's, it's not often. I even say that. And I think that's a very popular uh, prescription that we have in today's society is like, you don't like something, you don't feel good, you don't feel fulfilled, change your job, uh, quit your job, take the chance and go try something that you love or go try to go figure out what you love. And as someone who, you know, I've, I've tried to do that so many times and I've tried to alter, I've tried to pivot in my career so many times. It's just important to know that like everyone's definition of that is going to be different, right? I myself went through different career changes and each time I was in it, I thought this was it. Every single time I changed, I was like, yo, this is it. Like this is, this is the one I'm going to do. And people were like, do good job to you. Um, so what if you didn't work out, like at least you tried. And that sounds like that's nine times out of 10. That's really good advice. Uh, but good advice is only good if the person in front of you is ready to hear good advice or the right advice, right? Good advice isn't not always necessarily good advice. It's it's the right advice, right? And in those times when I was hearing that, I was like, yeah, it's nice of you to say that. Like, at least I tried, even though I did fail. Like, even if it was a total, utter disaster, it, I appreciate what you're trying to say to me. But all I feel right now is complete shit. I feel like a that complete, complete failure. So... Uh, it's hard for me to recognize that like, oh, my failures were good. So, you know, my advice to people who right now might be struggling with their job, struggling with the career decisions, struggling with the pressures of society and the struggles, oh, struggling with pressures from their family or whoever is, yo, take a good, hard look at yourself, have an honest conversation by yourself about which part of your life right now, which part of your career really aches at you the most, which one's the most painful and try to figure that out first. You know, look, I, I've had people tell me like, Hey Drew, just take this job. You're definitely qualified for it. You'll do a great job. Yeah. It might not be something you picture yourself doing, but guess what? The finances are good. The benefits are good. You'll be set up to where in the future you can have a house and kids in a retirement and so on and so forth. Now, as I'm saying that, someone's probably like, damn, that sounds like a good job. What job were they referring you to, Andrew? I would love a job where my finances are taken care of and my retirement's gonna be good and I have financial means to have a house and kids. But in my mind, I was like, I don't give two shits about any of that shit. You know what I mean? I really don't give a fuck about thinking about that forward because I wanna be able to wake up every day and know that I'm doing some shit. Like I can't, I don't know how to do it. So. There's always a dichotomy. There's like a there's like a binary effect to this whole career conversation. One is which are you working a job right now? Maybe you don't love that job, 
but that job sets you up for the future. And then there's the other end of the spectrum was like, no, 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 no. You should love a job. You should work at a job that you love where you wake up and you feel good at. And I think the correct answer is very much in the middle. So I'm very much a hybrid person again, copping out, but every person is going to view this differently. Um, and it, that's why I don't hundred percent agree with what you guys are saying. And I, I add a slight disagreement and a slight disclaimer on it is like, it's going to be so catered to everyone and telling someone to change careers isn't as easy as, as we think it is because it's not, it's not easy for them. You know what I mean? So we just got to figure out what, what fulfillment looks like for that person and what, what kind of legacy they want to leave behind because everyone's going to view that differently. I think you're absolutely right. I, I, I totally agree with you. And, you know, for me, there is, you know, a part of recognition and acknowledgement that, yeah, like telling somebody to change careers is coming from a point of privilege because you have to have the means to sustain a career change. And so many people don't have that. So to just say that to somebody can be so short-sighted and, you know, ultimately terrible advice. But what I, what I really want to boil things down to for the listeners and, and, and for us, right, as we, as we continue to get to know each other is what do you – like what are your main takeaways from this? Like what are the main pointers or advice that you feel like you want to share, that you want to impart where – we should really know like this, these are, these are your core feelings towards, towards this. So for me, just, just to, to lead off when I think about career pressure and whatnot, I think about the human being and I think about what their goals are in life. But I also think about their, I want to weigh the scales between that and their physical and mental health. We talked about it before, right? The 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 Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant mentality where you take no days off. You grind, you grind, you grind some more until you are the greatest at what you do. And that can be wonderful for some, but for other people, you know, they need to be happy. They, they, they need to be in a career, in a field in which they're happy. And, and sometimes, such as myself, I understood that I had to take these next steps going through these, you know, these tough, these tough positions and these tough jobs to, to get to where I want to be. But I also didn't feel happy all the time. And there are moments where I had to take breaks and even at one point completely uproot my life and move, move away from the area, move, move down to Santa Clara County. So what I want to recognize is that you only get one life or so we think, right? I don't want to I don't want to make that blanket statement because Buddhists would have something would, would want, would tend to disagree. Anyways, right now, here and now, I think it's important to, to live a happy life. And whether or not that means following, you know, your passions and sticking to that, sticking to your guns or sacrificing in the short term for a long, for, for, for the long run, for the long gain you know, that's up to you. That's going to be to each and every individual. But at the same time, make sure that you don't rush these decisions. Make sure that you have people around you you can talk to about this sort of stuff because otherwise it's a lot on your shoulders. It's, it was a lot on my shoulders until I realized I could talk to people about it. And now that I know I can talk to people about it, things have been generally easier when I've encountered the same stress. That's for me though. W what do you guys feel? Uh, I just want to make sure I'm hearing you correctly. And it's that, you know, what is our, what is our walk away with this? 
right? Like, what is our takeaway? What is, what is, what is, how do we move forward from this? I guess, what is the lesson, right? Um, and I guess that all depends. So it, if you're someone right now who's struggling uh, with career decisions and you're maybe at a crossroads or you're maybe not feeling fulfilled, you know, my, my lesson and my takeaway for myself, and so I'll give you the same prescription that I give to myself that I've had to give to myself over and over again, which is putting myself under the microscope and really doing a deep dive into what I really want. I, I have to be sure of who I am. I need to be sure of who I am, what I want to do. And yeah, that sounds so like vague and so conceptual, but look, I, I've been through everything. Uh, I feel like I've I feel like I've been through everything. Of course, it's all subjective here, right? Uh, I started off a career in sales and I worked in sales for, for years thinking that this was it. Like this was my, this was my shit. I was going to kick ass at this. I grind it. Like those were, those were getting to the office at 6 a.m. and not leaving till 7 p.m., 8 p.m. kind of days, right? Doing that five days a week, working on commission. Uh, I've seen $0 paychecks. I did that for years. And then pivoting to like moving to, I moved to Washington literally for like a second because I wasn't there long. I uh, tried working there, didn't work out, came back to Cali, tried starting some businesses. Those didn't work out either. And then worked in aerospace. And then now here I'm in mental health. Uh, it's been everywhere. And so what you have to do is just figure out what you want. Now you're going to sit there and you're going to think to yourself like, oh, I want this kind of career. I want this kind of job. I want these kind of long-term goals and you you might think that's where it ends and i'm pushing each and every person to look further than that and look at the list of things that they want and then try to decide come up with how you came to those goals because i think those answers are just as important as why you have those goals so find out your goals and then figure out why you even have those goals in the first place because when i did that i realized wow most of my goals I developed those goals or adopted them just because of the fact that I thought other people were adopting the same goals and that I wanted to also succeed in the way that other people were succeeding or succeed in the way people thought I should be succeeding. And I never, it didn't really click to me until what, three years ago that most of my goals were fucking fabricated. Like they were bullshit ass goals. They weren't even mine. They were just goals that I put on paper because other people had those same goals and I thought I wanted those things. And I think this right now is like the first time in my life where I'm actually in a place where I feel very damn good about myself. And lo and behold, it only took me a decade and depression to get here. But it's, you know, that's that's it. You know, so if there's a takeaway to this, just just fucking get to know yourself and really, really examine yourself and figure it out for yourself. And what I have to say honestly goes along with what Andrew has to say, or similar to what Andrew has to say, is um, get to know yourself and get to, uh, and I know a lot of people always tell people this, what do you see yourself doing in the long run? What do you see yourself, what do you see bringing you happiness? Honestly, I truly say go with that. Um, Take that and run with it. Like, at least try to do what you see yourself um, happy doing or what you see yourself doing in the long run. And if it doesn't work out, then you can always fall on or go to plan B. Um, it's important to have a plan B because uh, things that we enjoy, things that we 
may want to do doesn't always turn out how we plan for them to. So it is important to have a plan B, but definitely get to know yourself and go at what you want to do. Um, I will say that's truly what I did when I walked away from healthcare to go to education um, for many different reasons. And it worked out for years. And now I want to go and do a career switch. So again, it's um, I had a plan B um, and that's what I'm going with. So just go at what you want to do. Go at where you find happiness. Get to know yourself first in what you like and do not like and what you will tolerate with and will not tolerate with. Um, pursue it. And if it doesn't work out, go to your plan B. Um, as you get older, honestly, your life your life and your bills, honestly, is only going to fall back on you, not your parents and no one else. So do what truly brings you happiness um, in all aspects. And that's what I would say. Walk away and take away from this, in my opinion. Yeah, no matter what anybody decides to do, I think there's it's it's the name of this podcast for a reason. Find the lessons over the losses. Um, as cliche as that sounds, it took me forever to even realize how to find lessons um, because it's easier said than done. And f- find your happiness, dude. Like, find it. If, if you, I, if you're in a job that you hate, absolutely hate, and I've had people come to me, they're in a job they they despise, right? I'll sit and talk to them, and I'll sit and we'll break it down about what they despise, what brings them happiness, and there's a 50-50 chance that person decide leaves that conversation with me thinking, I need a career switch. But then there's also a 50% chance that person's like, no, I'm going to stick this out. I got to find my wins. I got to find my lessons. I may not love my job, but I'm able to put food on the table. I'm able to pay rent. I'm able to pay utilities. I'm able to have the good things in life. I'm able to have uh, relationships with my family, relationships with, with my inner circle. And that's okay too. Everyone's going to be different. And I don't judge anyone on how they choose their career. Because at the end of the day, I know that someone's career choice, I know for a fact someone's career choice right now, I can say with confidence that what you decided to do for your job and your career wasn't solely 100% decided by you. It was decided by you plus everything else going on in your life. Therefore, I cannot judge someone on on where they choose to take their career or what they decide to do for their job because I don't know their whole type of I don't know their entire fucking life. I don't know everything that went into that decision. I just, we just have to honor that. We have to respect that. And I think that's what's most important to me. And there's no way I can top that. So, again, guys, thank you so much for sticking with us. We, we appreciate it from the bottom of, bottom of our hearts. Wherever you found us today, wherever you found us tomorrow, wherever you find us next week, we're just happy that you're along for the ride. Again, you can find us on social media. Uh, we have our Instagram page at lessons.over.losses.podcast. You can check us out on all of the podcast platforms. Find us on Facebook. Stay tuned for next for the next episode. We love you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to the Lessons Over Losses podcast. Please like, subscribe, and share our social media pages. Also, feedback and suggestions are welcome. Again, thank you for listening to this episode.